You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hi, thank you for tuning into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. This is your show for learning how to leverage the American dream from selling to buying, holding to flipping, to investing in real estate locally and abroad. We have on top radio names throughout the industry to bring you timely advice. My name is Mike Tellier, and I'm an advisor with Engel and Folkers covering Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut real estate. I work directly with Emilio Despirito and we'll be covering for him today. We have a solid show for you, and I'm excited to be here. Our first guest today is going to be John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance Agency. LaPointe Agency handles home, auto, and life, and is a locally owned and operated family business. We recommend LaPointe Insurance because their ability to offer the best service and aggressive rates while focusing on personalized attention to each of our clients with home, auto, and life insurance. Our topic today is investing, investment property insurance, how to keep insurance costs down on your rental properties. Welcome to the show, John. I look forward to discussing this with you. Hey, thank you, Mike. Um, it's good to be here with you. And um, I know this is something that you have uh, you know, a, a lot of clients when you're working with not only um, people who are purchasing a home just for their own use uh, personally, like primary residents, but also investments too. Yes, and when it comes to investment properties, um, many of the investors that I work with, and I know I'm sure that you talk to too, the, uh, the bottom line has a lot to do with their decision-making process, the cost of the property, um, what they're going to be able to pull in for rental income and how that's going to cash flow is a huge factor in their decision-making process when they're looking at properties. And so I understand that insurance is something that costs money and is an area where, uh, you know, investors are looking closely and investors are looking closely at the cost of the insurance just as that affects their bottom line. Um, I always stress that insurance is one of the things that you shouldn't skimp on because of how important it is if something goes wrong. But, um, you know, aside from lowering your coverage and minimizing what you're actually getting out of insurance policy, there are some really helpful ways to actually lower the cost of your insurance policy when it comes to an investment property. And that's what I wanted to review today. So primarily, there's a few things, and these are things that you can keep in mind before you're even looking at a property, before you're even putting in an offer. And a lot of it has to do with the condition of the property or the general situation um, with regards to the, the property that you're looking at. So there are a few things that's automatically going to either limit your options for insurance, meaning that you can't shop around to as many providers to get the most competitive rate, or that it's going to just increase your rate in general. It's something that's a higher risk and it's gonna be more expensive. So um, condition of the home and, and really the, the mechanicals or bones of the house have a lot to do with um, how insurance is going to play out. So the first one that I always ask about on investment properties is space heaters. Um, and space heaters is kind of like a, um, if, if you, if you have seen one before, you know exactly what it is. 
but for those who don't know, it's kind of this big box unit that it has a vent directly into the wall um, or, or through the ceiling. And uh, it's very recognizable in that it looks like, it actually looks like it could be like a really old amplifier or something. <laughs> you know, Mike, I know you're into music, so you probably know, but um, it looks like it could be a big amp. It looks like it's a big uh, kind of exactly. Uh, exactly. boxy, yeah, bo uh, situation there. And, and the thing is that it's, it's uh, typically um, gas fueled and it's one central heat source for the uh, the entire apartment and they throw off a lot of heat they're actually um, a, a, a way to inexpensively uh, heat a unit and they've been around for a long time now if they're maintained properly and used properly like anything else they're perfectly safe but insurance companies see them as a higher risk and the main reason why is because they're not controlled by a thermostat and so um, obviously with central heat, right? You have baseboard or forced hot air. Typically there's a thermostat there and that heats evenly throughout the entire apartment. And when the apartment reaches a certain temperature, the thermostat hits that and shuts off the heat. So it stops running. Now with a space heater, you gotta crank it up pretty hot. If your space heater is in one part of the apartment and your bedroom's in another, it's gotta be pretty warm. You maybe have fans or something else to spread that heat around. And um, if you're good about it and you, you know what to do, it's, it's totally safe. But you can see in some situations, a space heater being the cause of a, a fire in a home. And that's what insurance companies are concerned about because it doesn't have a thermostat. It's got an on and off switch or low, medium, high. And if you crank it on to high and then you go to bed and then you're late for work the next morning and you rush out and you leave it on the whole day and then you're about to come back home, but you realize, oh, I have something else to do and go to your mom's house and you stay at her house for the night. And that thing's just been going for over 24 hours now. And maybe it's next to something dry and flammable. It can cause a fire. And that's why insurance companies are concerned with them because it doesn't just shut off. You have to manually turn it off. So while they're entirely safe, if used properly and cleaned regularly and maintained, um, a lot of insurance companies just don't want to deal with the risk, the unknown that some tenant in that home isn't going to properly use it and it could result in a fire. So um, does it make it impossible to get insurance? Not at all. Does it make it more expensive? Probably. And so that's what we're trying to get at here. Some of the things while you're looking at properties to try and minimize your costs. So if you're worried about the cost of insurance on a property and you see that it has space heaters, maybe that's not going to be the best property because you're probably going to want to budget an additional $50 a month for your insurance cost on that investment property, just knowing that it's going to limit your options. Not as many companies are going to want to insure it or the companies are going to want you to um, do something with that heating unit, maybe have a, a service contract where, you know, monthly somebody from a heating company is coming in and inspecting it and making sure it's working properly, or that you're going to have to install some sort of fireproof mat or unit around it, something, you know, so it's an added cost regardless to increase the safety of that heating unit. Um, so if you can avoid a property, if you're between two, one that has those and one that doesn't, and all other things are equal, avoid the one with the space heaters. It's going to keep your insurance less expensive. 
Um, another one is going to be the uh, roof on the home is something that every insurance company is always looking at, regardless of what kind of home you're, you're looking at, single family, multifamily. But the condition of the roof is always something that we ask and always something that insurance companies are going to look closely at. The reason is um, roofs are expensive to replace. If there is a roof that has brittle material, whether it's you know a flat rubber roof or it's a roof that's asphalt shingle and it's nearing the end of its life, as that gets older, the shingles become more brittle or the material becomes more brittle. An intense windstorm is probably going to blow the shingles off of that roof, resulting in a costly insurance claim. That insurance company, frankly, they don't want to pay. And insurance companies, they do pay it because that's their job. But if they had the choice, they would choose only the most safe and unlikely claims homes ever. They want homes that are just going to have no claims and just a paying customer because that's how they make money. So roofs are always going to be something they look closely at. If the roof is nearing the end of its life, it's probably going to limit your options on insurance companies. Can you get the seller to give you a credit to replace that roof? Is the seller willing to replace the roof before you buy it? Um, the condition of the roof is going to be something that can increase the cost or limit your options again. So um, is it a cut and dry figure? No. But if you have a choice between two properties, one that's got a brand new roof and one that has a roof that's very old and going to need to be replaced, it's going to be a cost, whether that means you have to pay to replace the roof or it means that your insurance company is going to say, uh, no, I won't insure this home. You only have this option for insurance that is willing to take a higher risk roof, but they're gonna charge you more for it. So for any way you slice it, an old roof, probably gonna be more of a cost. And um, the last one is knob and tube wiring in the home. So knob and tube wiring, if you're familiar with it, is a old type of wiring. It's got these ceramic knobs and they call it tube because there's like an actual insulation around the wiring. Um, it's kind of like a black tube that uh, the wires run through. Uh, again, totally safe and was the standard for electrical wiring back in the day, pre-1930 probably, is when you'd see these um, this type of wiring in homes, in older homes. Exactly. So if you, um, if you see this type of wiring in the home, it doesn't mean that it's uninsurable, but it does extremely limit your options again, because insurance companies have found that this type of wiring over years of very old homes has a tendency to cause fires. If the insulation wears down around that wire, if the wire runs up against something that's flammable, it can generate a, a current that can cause um, you know, heat and actually cause fires. So. Um, to the extent that you can, again, either get a credit to have what's visible active knob and tube be removed or um, have the seller agree to remove that before, it's going to definitely save you money on your insurance. And uh, if you're looking between two properties, one that has it, one that doesn't, it's again, again, it's a cost. No matter which way you slice it, you're probably going to either have to replace it or you're probably going to have to pay more on your insurance because it's not replaced. And so these are the three things that I would say if you're an investor, there's plenty more and you can call us anytime to review uh, this particular home that you're looking at. But when it comes to uh, investment properties, if you want to keep your costs down, it's going to be the heating units in the home. Can we find a place that doesn't have space heaters? Does it have a central heat like baseboard, hot water, radiators or steam or um, even forced hot air? Those are always going to be better. The condition of the roof, 
the newer, the better. The less chance of a, a risk of a claim, the insurance companies are going to be happy to give you a much better rate on that property. And lastly, the wiring, okay? So knob and tube wiring is a big question mark for insurance companies. They're going to want you to replace it. Limited options if it is there. And if you can find a property that doesn't have space heaters, doesn't have knob and tube wiring, and has a good condition roof, chances are you're going to get a very reasonable rate on insurance for that investment property. Very, very pertinent and, and relevant with living here in New England. We're going to face this on a lot of older houses because there's still so many houses pre-1930 on the market, tenement houses where you're going for two, three, four units. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that, John. Yeah. And absolutely. again, thanks, John LaPointe. <laughs> John LaPointe with the LaPointe Insurance Agency. To find out more about LaPointe Insurance, please Google LaPointe Insurance or visit LaPointe ins.com. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure. I hope you have a great rest of your show. And uh, thanks as always for having me. Hey, always good to see you. Nice working with you again, buddy. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mike Tellier, and I'm an advisor with Engel and Folkers covering Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut real estate. I work directly with Emilio Despirito, and we'll be covering for him today. We're introducing our newest segment called the Luxury Market Spotlight. Being with Engel and Folkers, a global leader in real estate, allows us to connect with advisors from all over the world. Today, we have Joya Cherry with Engel and Volker's Boca Raton. I'm gonna read her bio. Uh, this is fantastic. Give you a little setup as to who's speaking with you today. Joya covers Boca Raton and the Delray Beach area, specializing in relocation, active adult living. Looking for help relocating to Florida? Call us at 401-217-2333 and we will connect you with Joya or any one of our advisors in any given area of Florida you're looking for. Again, 401-217-233, 401-217-2333. A Northern New Jersey native, Joya relocated with her family to South Florida in 2010. Prior to working in real estate, Joya had a long fulfilling career in sales and marketing at Movado Watch Group. Joya has completed hundreds of transactions representing both buyers and sellers working in various communities. She has an intimate knowledge of the different areas and developments within Palm Beach County. With each client, she has a personal commitment to listen and address their specific needs to find them the perfect home. Joya has the unique ability to make you feel comfortable during the process of buying or selling a home while eloquently commanding a firm grip on the transaction. Her passion for understanding the ever-changing real estate market has set her apart from her competitors and has earned her many awards and most recently the Graduate Realtor Institute designation. She married her husband, Ed, in 1992 and has two children, Mark and Nicolette. When not working, you will find Joya at the beach or gym. She enjoys spending time with family, friends, and her beloved Yorkshire Terrier, Lizzie. And with that said, welcome to the show, Joya. Well, thank you very much for having me. 
Fantastic. Um, going over the intro, I, I had to ask, um, what is active adult living? When, when you're listing that in your bio, what do you mean? Well, actually, active adult living is um, any community. You have to be 55 years and older to be able to mm -hmm. live in there. And it's basically like adult camp. Um, they're beautiful residential community homes within a gated community that has um, pickleball. It has usually about a 40,000 square foot clubhouse. They have card rooms, um, resort style pools, lap pools, different types of activities. You can get as involved as you want or you can not get involved at all. But it's a great place for people that are transitioning from maybe working all their life but still want to stay active and, mm -hmm. and just meet new people. Now, I've not been to Boca myself yet, uh, but I have been to Florida several times. And I know that uh, the snowbirds, the people who go down there to, uh, to stay part of the year, um, but then the people who transition down there to spend the rest of their lives there, you deal um, a lot, you're, you're mentioning with the active adult living, with, uh, with more mature clientele. Um, are you dealing a lot with younger people who are trying to start a new lifestyle? Well, I've, um, oh, as you heard in my bio, I actually moved myself. Mm -hmm. um, my husband couldn't play enough golf in New Jersey, so we needed a warm <laughs> weather climate. And before my children were getting into middle school and high school, we decided it was time to go. So I actually became a realtor, believe it or not, because I went through three realtors who were not listening to my needs when I was moving. So once I was all settled and, you know, it was time for me to go back to work, um, I said, you know what, I want to help people. I want to help people with that process because moving is, you know, it's a big deal in your life, especially coming into a new area where you don't know anyone. So I became a realtor, basically. That's, you know, just want to help people. So I also do do a lot of relocation with families that are moving down and not only over 55 now, with the pandemic, um, I'm sure you've seen all over the news, Florida is, I think we're getting a thousand people a week moving in. So this is something that I've been doing for 10 years. So it's, it's very natural for me to move retired people, snowbirds, and also families that are moving. With the remote work from home, it's totally changed how people look at their homes. We, you, you mentioned uh, with the pandemic and everything else, We've, we've faced that issue here with people. I, I've, I've done it with um, service members who uh, are moving to a station out in this area. Um, and I'm sure with, with your situation of people relocating, how do you deal with a client who uh, is looking to move into your particular area, but they're not able to go down and view the properties themselves? Uh, for instance, I have a client who is looking and they're going to come out in a brief two or three day period to binge search. So what do you do to prepare a client who's, who's going to come down? Are you doing uh, virtual showings? Are you recording uh, your, yeah. your walkthroughs? 
much very similar to yourself. Um, you know, and it's funny, I'm working with your office now on a referral and, and it, you guys are awesome to work with. So basically, once I find out what the needs of the client is, you know, as far as schools and where they want to be located, if they are not working remotely, how distance, you know, what highways do they want to be on, then we narrow it down. I start them on an automatic search through our multiple listing. And then basically we I preview the homes and we'll FaceTime them. There's a lot of um, you know virtual tours now on there, but basically I take them through my eyes, through the the uh, the video with them. And you know, sometimes we do offer sight unseen. That, that doesn't happen too often, but it has happened where there, you know, we'll when we get down there, we'll find out what we've got our hands into. Um, what's, what's your market like right now in Boca? It's hot. It's hot. I mean, prices are going up and um, it's definitely a seller's market and inventory is low and people are coming in and they know what they're looking for and they're putting offers in. Sometimes there's multiple offer situations. So you have to have an agent um, that really knows the market and it definitely helps to have someone who has built relationships with different agents, because mm -hmm. I know all these communities. So if something's coming up and somebody is moving and there's a listing coming up, you know, I, I put a couple calls out and I, I have some people that I work with and we really work well together, even in other brokerages to try to make the, the transaction happen. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, what what's your brokerage like down there as far as number of agents do you are you yourself on a team or are you working as a solo agent I actually work as a solo agent um, my two uh, brokers mm -hmm. um, work as a team and we have multiple agents in our office and basically I can cover anywhere in Palm Beach County um, I do specialize in Boca Boy in Delray, but I am now venturing out because our inventory is getting a little tight to Palm Beach Gardens. So, you know, Palm Beach County is a beautiful place to live. We have many miles of beaches, golf courses, as you can imagine. Um, especially now, we have a lot of outdoor dining. So it covers a nice span of area. The, um, the specific region that you're talking about, are you finding... Do you have more single family homes on the market or condos on the market for people who are looking down there? We have both. Um, we're very mm -hmm. well blessed because obviously from where I am speaking of, we're only about 20 minutes to the beach. Um, so mm -hmm. the further you get away from the beach, there's a lot of resort style communities um, that have single family homes. We have a nice mix of townhomes and obviously right on the beach on A1A, there is high rise, you know, condos that you can literally just step outside and stick your toes in the sand. Right there at the water. No, that sounds beautiful. Sounds beautiful. Um, I, I find uh, with, with people coming in that are, that are looking from outside of the market, uh, we, we do our virtual walkthroughs, but, um, when you, when you do inspections with these clients that are, that are coming in for the first time, how do you prepare them for what they're coming to see if they haven't been there yet before? Um, 
basically, like I had mentioned, you know, I asked them what's really important today. Something that's very important is a place, a quiet place, whether it be an extra bedroom or a den. I'm getting a lot of requests for that where people working from home on Zoom. So basically just preparing them on what they're, you know, I always ask my people, what are your top three wish list items? And in a perfect mm -hmm. world, if I can get you those three top things, what would it be? Um, and then basically what's a non-negotiable? Um, something that, you know, they tell me I absolutely do not want this. And it just really helps me with the process of narrowing it down on finding them the right the right property. Mm -hmm. That sounds sounds very I don't want to say typical, but you you're you have a winning formula and um, I to to kind of wrap things up what would you say to people who are considering coming to Florida? Uh, if they have choices of other southern communities that they could go to, what about Boca and Del Rey that um, that would attract them. G give your pitch for people coming to see your town. <laughs> well, not only do we have the beautiful beaches, um, we have unbelievable sunsets. If you go door towards the Everglades, um, we have so many beautiful restaurants, outdoor dining. I mean, it is really a great place to live. I'm not just saying that because it is 82 degrees today, um, but it, it, it is a really great lifestyle. And it's it's a nice mix, If you, especially we find that we do get a lot of people from the north coming down um, on this coast. Um, it's just a great place to live. It really is. I, I, I can't say enough about it. Well, I... I'm very glad to learn more about Florida. I think it's a great place. It's a little too hot for me, but you know, I, I hear people like that, that warmth. So thank you, Joya, one of our Florida relocation specialists with Engel and Volker's Boca Raton and Del Rey Beach. Uh, Joya covers both Boca Raton and Del Rey, specializing in relocation and active adult living. Looking for help relocating to Florida? Call us at 401 217 2333 and we'll connect you with Joya or any one of our advisors in any given area of Florida you're looking. Again, 401-217-2333. 401-217-2333. Nice to meet you, Joya. I look forward to working with you in the future. Take care. Take care and be safe. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. So you can see oh, what's going on. On the line with us, we have Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. RIblogger.com is the best place to go to find all of the best events happening here in Rhode Island. Make sure to check out the events calculator and business directory on riblogger.com. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. What do we have cooking this week? So we all like to make our Mondays a little bit better. So these are some great things that collide. Um, every Monday night at the Ocean Mist in Matunic um, is bar bingo. It starts at 8 p.m. Um, and they also have $5 taco baskets, which is a huge bonus in my world. 
Um, <laughs> and of course, it's a great time. Reservations are required due to um, regulations and space is limited, but there's great prizes. Um, so just if you're looking, you know, to take your Monday night and spice it up a little bit. <laughs> On Wednesday, February 24th is Wine, Women, and Jewelry. Again, great thing all together um, at the Stadium Theater in Woonsocket. Um, there'll be a new selection of jewelry starting at 6 p.m. You can browse, sip wine, and chat with your friends. And the ticket price includes two glasses of wine, a light fare, and your choice of three pieces of jewelry for $30. So it's a great deal. Great wow. night out. Um, Friday, this sounds really exciting to me, too. I like to get outside a lot. So Friday, February 26th. The Audubon Society presents snowshoeing by the full moon in Exeter. Um, it's from oh. 6.30 to 8.30. Yeah, right? And so, um, you, you know, watch the full moon rise and enjoy the snow on the ground. Um, it's at the Fisherville Brook Wildlife Refuge. Participants are supposed to bring their own snowshoes, but if you don't have them, you can rent them from REI. Um, and obviously, if there is not snow, then you just enjoy a moonlit hike on the trails. But you do have sure. to register in advance. So you can call 401-949-5454 to register. Um, I, I think we'll be good, good for snow. Sorry. I think we'll I be good for right? snow. <laughs> I know, fingers crossed, I love it. I'm like, if it's gonna be winter, let's just have snow or let's just have 80 degrees and sun, you know? <laughs> um, South County Museum is also, you know, helping us get outside. They present their winter trail walks and exhibit through March 27th. It's on Fridays and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you can go to the visitor center there and get a free historical trail map and hike through the grounds. Um, enjoy a hot chocolate bomb, coffee, or tea when you're done. And you can view their winter walks exhibit as well as live blacksmith demos on Saturdays from 10 to 4. So you have until the end of March to do that. Um, and last but not least, if you're a brunch fan, which I don't know who really isn't, <laughs> the Federal Tap House and Kitchen in Providence presents bottomless brunch weekends at Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to 2. Um, with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys, all paired with a delicious brunch menu. You know, they're, you know, it's a comfort food place. They're great craft beer and a delicious brunch. So you have Saturdays and Sundays to get there as well. Wow. So it's a, a full week. There's a lot going on, huh? Yeah, a lot going on. It's nice to see things, you know, opening back up. And although it's wintry, it's still so nice to get outside and enjoy the, you know, the nature that we have around us. <laughs> That's um, so each of those places, as you mentioned, that, that, that do need reservations ahead of time, at least at least life is beginning to move forward again. And uh, we can we can meet, albeit in small groups, but uh, to be out there and uh, and sharing everything with everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And just always just, you know, check the website for details, follow links to, you know, the venues website. But most like you said, most places are reservations required. But you know, sometimes someone like me, like I need that commitment, like where I re reserved something. Not a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and I just, I, I wanted to go over uh, your info. Uh, this is uh, rhodeislandblogger.com. Thank you, Jennifer. To find out more about the best events in Rhode Island, visit riblogger.com. That's R-I-B-L-O-G-G-E-R.com. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for calling in. I appreciate it. It's very nice talking to you. You take care and you be safe out there. You too. Have a great week. Thank you.